This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. The funeral is about to begin, sir. We have such sights to show you. I got to warn you. You're doomed to stay. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? I want to play a game. <laughs> Children of the night. What music, baby. The box. You opened it. We came. Groovy. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name's Isaiah, joined by Sean and Ted tonight. How are you guys doing this weekend? Not bad. Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Awesome. Well, we are unfortunately out of the Halloween season, which is a little sad. But uh, we're on to November. Yeah, I'm exhausted, but I was disappointed when I got out. <laughs> I was I was honestly sad when I woke up this morning. I'm like, damn it, this is over with, and I really didn't want it to end. But at the same time, I'm like ready for this fucking year to be over with. But at the same I time, go it, beat up people. At- go ahead. Oh, we lost. Oh them. shit. We lost him. Well, we're having a little technical difficulties tonight, but that's uh, we'll just keep going here, and hopefully Sean will show back up here in a second. But uh, what have you been up to this week, Ted? Um, Pretty much this week, leading up to Halloween, I've been going through the entire Halloween franchise. Um, I did it differently. Well, since Halloween was on a Saturday this year, which was awesome, I did a little differently, usually because, you know, if Halloween's on a uh, weekday, I pretty much will watch like one or two movies a night leading up to Halloween to get through the whole franchise, generally minus the Rob Zombie movies, because that just feels like a whole different thing on its own. Yeah. And so then like on actual Halloween night, I'll like I'll watch the extended version of Halloween and just go through the franchise again for I have to go to bed for work as get as much as I can get in for that. But since it was on a Saturday this year, I was able to do things differently. So Monday night, I watched Halloween 3, and then the theatrical version of Rob Zombie's Halloween 1. Tuesday, I watched the theatrical of Rob Zombie's 2. And then after that, I watched Rob Zombie's director's cut of Halloween 1. Nice. <laughs> and then Wednesday was a really late day for me. I didn't get off work till. 4.30 and drove all the way. I didn't get it home until after 5. and so. But I had enough time to watch the director's cut of Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. So I was like, I got all the I got all the non-Main Myers movies out of the way within the first half of the week. And then Thursday I watched uh, Babysitter Massacre, which is an independent movie, and it takes place on Halloween. And then Friday night, I got to go and see the original Halloween in theaters with my nephew and uh, my father. So all three of us went. I bought the tickets a week in advance, and we went. And it was my it was my nephew's first time to watch any Halloween movie, so it was great that he got to see the original on the big screen yeah. as his first Halloween experience. And he said he loved it, so that was cool. And so then Saturday all day, because it was like a late showing, the the showing didn't the the movie didn't start till nine. Well, actually, like close to nine thirty because of all the advertisements. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get home till like eleven 
after 11.30. So anyway, so I went to bed like at midnight. And then uh, I woke up like at 9. So at 10, I just started watching uh, the rest of the franchise. I watched the extended version of Halloween 1 first. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Halloween 2, 4, 5, uh, both versions of Curse, H2O Resurrection, and ended the night with uh, you know, uh, Halloween 2018. Nice. And it, it was great. I mean, especially great because, you know, Resurrection, I just, I was starting to get bored because that's my least favorite of the entire franchise. <laughs> that's really the one I just don't like, as I've mentioned before, of the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. I don't even hate or dislike the zombie movies. They're just different. But that's for another time. But I was just like, gosh, this is, I'm, I'm getting tired of Resurrection. Yeah, and then it popped in 2018, and I'm just reinvigorated because that's such a good movie that I'm just like, that's a great way to end the night and in the Halloween season. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, it was great. Um, uh, no trick or treaters, unfortunately, but that's pretty kind much how it's expected. been for a few years now here. So whatever, yeah. I still had fun. So yeah, yeah, and I'm sure with COVID, it doesn't make it any easier <laughs> either. Yeah, <laughs> I was a. Uh, um, on Facebook the uh, early this morning, and uh, one of my buddies who typically hands out candy and and whatnot to the kids and 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 all that on Halloween, usually their neighborhood averages about seventy to eighty kids. Wow! And this year, obviously with COVID and everything, uh, and just to kind of set the stage for you, he obviously had candy, especially for the kids and whatnot. But they would always get, like, teenagers, too, that would still trick-or-treat. So this year, like, he put together, because he's got a massive movie collection. I'm talking, Uh like, over 3,000 Blu-rays and DVDs. So he put together, like, movie packs for, like, the teenagers that that would have come. So he had, like, a a Blu-ray or a a DVD and then, like, a bag of popcorn, uh, you know, for, like, the teenagers and whatnot. Which I thought was kind of ingenious and kind of cool, especially when you have that many movies. (laughs) That's pretty cool. But I, I guess he only had like 15 kids the whole night, and wow. none none of the teenage, teenagers showed up, so that was kind of a bummer. Aw. So, yeah. Well, at least he tried, though. I mean, that's yeah. something. And so, I mean, that that's such an ingenious idea, especially to, I mean, because yeah. teenagers, they just want to have some fun on Halloween, too. I mean, you always get people that always talk about how you know teenagers shouldn't be out trick-or-treating or or whatever because it's supposed to be for kids and all that but i mean i was a teenager trick-or-treating back in the day i I, it was something i enjoyed because i enjoyed fucking halloween and yeah that was just kind of a cool idea even though it didn't end up working out just being able to provide something for you know the older kids and whatnot so that they had something they could do in halloween because i mean it's better than going out and partying and Getting higher, drinking, trouble, yeah. or getting into trouble, breaking shit. I mean, it's yeah, it's something positive, <laughs> you know. So that's a great idea. So if I ever get to a point where I'm living in my own house again, then that's something I, I'll probably end up doing. I'll just hit like the Walmart bin or something like that and buy some $5 movies or, or yeah. something, <laughs> you know. So... It, it, it was kind of an ingenious idea for myself, though. Uh, for this week, God, uh, I watched the first four Halloween movies. I didn't get through the whole um, series like I was planning on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got through the first four. Watched twenty eighteen. 
I've, for whatever reason, tried to watch Resurrection. I watched the first 20 minutes and turned it off. <laughs> and I'm, I don't regret that one bit. I regret taking the 20 minutes to watch the first 20 minutes of the movie. Uh, I watched the first, like, three Saw films. I um, also watched... Uh, well, what was it? Oh, I rewatched Haunt for a, th- a third time because I wanted to watch it <laughs> off the Blu-ray. Yeah, and uh, which was great. I love that Blu-ray so much. Seriously, you guys, if if you have the extra sixty dollars laying around, go get that fucking Haunt Collector's Edition. It's so good. And the extra things that come with it is so worth it. It it makes it so worth it. And Ronan actually packs it in a really nice box too. Like if you got like the Friday box set with the lithographs, I mean they they kind of packed it like that. Obviously, it's going to be a smaller box though because it's just one movie and it's not like you know ten, twelve movies. Uh, so it's kind of a smaller box, but they kind of put it in like a. Uh, a nice a nice case and everything and then underneath it it has all like the pins and posters and cards and all that and then the the movie itself i mean it's in a nice slip case the slip case is really nice for that i i know uh ted's a little bit a little bit jealous about that and kind of wanting that (laughs) i keep going around and flicks and looking at it i was just like you know i got that stipend from work i'm just like Mm mm-hmm I've got some stuff on pre-order. Well, I canceled a lot of stuff because I'm just like, I can wait on this. I can wait on that. You know, Christmas is coming up. So, but I keep looking at Ronin flicks at 60 bucks. I'm just like, oh man, it just looks so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like tempted to just hit that buy button. I'm just it's like, because that would pretty much complete my big purchases other than vinegar syndrome this year. I mean, yeah, I hear that completely. Yeah. Hey, it looks like Sean's back. Are you there, buddy? We'll give it a second here to kick in. But, uh, yeah, so I rewatched that. But beyond that, um, we had the Slash and Cast Halloween virtual convention this weekend, which was a lot of fun. It was 16 hours of content. Uh, we had our section on the fi- top five Halloween-themed movies not in the Halloween franchise, which was a lot of fun. Last second, I actually uh, went into the live discussion about Ghost Encounters, which I thought was a lot of fun. I had just some things that I talked about from like when I was younger and whatnot, so that was that was that that was fun to kind of talk about and whatnot. It was it was an interesting discussion because uh, we had me, Riley, Lane from the lane shift, uh, Tommy from heels and quads. Um, yeah, it was just the, just us four. And, uh, it was, it was, it was a good chat and whatnot. And they reshowed like never hike in the snow and all that. And they had interviews obviously with, uh, CJ Graham, Tom McLaughlin, which was great. Uh, Tom obviously was talking about his Jason never dies script that he kind of wrote and whatnot. Uh, CJ was talking about how he would come back to play Jason in a heartbeat as long as he could still physically do it. And cause I mean, dude's, I think 63 now, uh, but he's still in tremendous shape. So that was interesting. That was a great interview uh, with him. Cause he was talking about how he just retired from uh, running casinos and whatnot. And, and uh, him and Riley were just kind of talking about the possibility of, of him coming back to play Jason. If, uh, if it were to work out, you know, with the lawsuit and everything, and if Tom made his Jason Never Dies movie, which would be great. 
Yeah, so. that would be cool. I like the whole Crystal Lake being like a resort. My my one my one complaint is it doesn't have to be an all female cast. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. That that's my only real complaint. I guess it would be a nitpick, really, because I'm sure if if he ever got to make it, it would be like fantastic. I mean, yeah, it it would be great. I mean, who really knows? Because it's ultimately going to be up to the studios and what they want to do, and who knows what they're going to decide to do once this stupid fucking lawsuit's done and over with. So, I mean, that all remains to be seen. So, I'm not holding my breath. No, neither am I. Victor but, Miller and Sean Cunningham just. Are freaking children they can't get over each other it's just whatever i don't yeah. care anymore i'm so sick and tired of hearing this crap i'm not holding my breath that's all i'm saying if it gets resolved great but whatever yeah it's i'm I'm not holding my breath either i mean obviously the, right now they're waiting on the court of appeals to make a decision on it and you know who really knows when that is going to happen because I know Larry Zerner was talking on Twitter about how like uh, they just made judgments on some things from like the end of 2018 and some things from last year. So who really knows when the actual uh, verdict is going to come on that? And I mean, it could be anytime soon. It could be next year. I mean, we don't really know um, when that's going to all going to happen. And even if we do get a, de- a determination in that aspect, you know, somebody could still end up appealing and it could go farther up the chain and make this drag out even farther and, you know, prevent us as the fans from getting more content Friday the 13th related, which would really just suck ass. I mean, at this point they really should just pull their heads out of their asses, come to an agreement and just fucking yeah. work this shit out, hash it out like fucking adults, you know, and not yeah, be petty. Well, that's not going to happen. Right. So. I'm not. I'm Enough not expecting this. This to. This is depressing me. I'm tired of talking about this. <laughs> well, it might get even more depressing once we start talking about news. But let's, let's just get into the news and let's get this over <laughs> with. Because I'm not. Uh, let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, needless to say, the, the virtual convention was a, a hit. Uh, we had quite a few people watching it and whatnot. It was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to if they do another one either next year or sometime here in the near future. It was it was just a great experience all around. And so if, if you haven't checked it out, I'm sure it'll be back up on the uh, Slash and Cast uh, YouTube channel. And uh, it, 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 I highly suggest going to check it out because it was a lot of good content and a lot of people from the podcast network took part in it and had a lot of great, like very diverse content on there. So definitely check it out. But moving on from there, let's go ahead and take a look at some of this news. So for video game news, Dying Light is getting another release uh, with it coming up to the five-year anniversary of it. So on December 8th, 2020, if you don't already own this game, uh, they're releasing Dying Light, the anniversary edition. It's going to be $39.99. It'll include all previous DLC content. It will include the new Hell Raid DLC, as well as an Ultimate Survival Bundle and a fifth-year anniversary bundle. So a little bit more content uh, being added to it, but it's still pretty much all the old content that's already there. So if you already own it, it's probably not going to be worth buying. You'll be better off just buying that extra DLC if it's not free. And it might be free. I I, I don't know. I haven't really looked a whole lot into it. So that's coming out on uh, December 8th. So about a month away. 
So moving on from video game news, uh, we're getting another remake of Night of the Living Dead. So that's uh, coming. It's going to be starring Vivica A. Fox. And supposedly she's taking on the Dwayne Jones role. And I'm, I know Ted's just super excited for that. It's Gosh, nobody asked for this. Nobody <laughs> wanted this. Yeah. It's so stupid. The only reason they're doing it is because, you know, it's a public domain movie. So they can remake it as much as they want to. I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of zombies. I'm sick of all this crap. Yeah. I agree. Vivica zombies. A. Fox. Why Vivica A. Fox? She's is she even famous i mean anymore i mean she did what independence day and kill bill and that's like the only notable things that i can say she's done yeah in her like entire whatever career i mean really maybe that's why she's in it because she is famous. Oh, geez. i don't know this is a bad idea it's gonna suck it i don't think that beyond the 90 remake that uh tom savini directed none of them have yeah. been good and so, yeah, I'm They're definitely, not. I'm definitely not looking forward to it. It's being produced by Cinetel Films, who made uh, the new "I Spit on Your Grave" movies, as well as uh, some of the Amity of a Horror movies. So, I don't really have high hopes for it. So, uh, well, I don't mind that I "Spit on Your Grave" remake. No, but still, nobody asked for this. Though. No, this definitely just... not. But so that's that's that. Now, the new. <laughs> In something a little bit more positive, uh, Blumhouse released new footage for Halloween Kills this week at Blumfest, which was fucking epic. I mean, we finally got to see Michael in full glory with his burnt-ass mask and everything, and it looked great. I mean, it was very, very short and to the point but and made you really want more, but it was nice yes. to see more footage and and everything. And it makes you excited for this next year. For I Halloween love that kills. hatchet axe kill, whatever it was in that short clip they did. I mean, he just welled on that guy. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. I was just like, yeah. Oh, it's like, so glorious. <laughs> so, yeah, that was awesome. But just a little bit of an update, because uh, obviously Sean isn't here right now. He is having some PC issues. Uh, he said his whole system started acting funky, so his computer might be going bad, possibly. Who knows? Uh, but that's what happened there, and that's why uh, he's currently not here talking with us. <laughs> so well, he disappeared. <laughs> yeah, he just <laughs> disappeared in the middle of a statement. So um, technical issues are going to happen, and that's okay. Shit happens, so. But uh, right, let's get to let's get to this one news that you said you were gonna wait. Well, to tell me on the show, we're we're, we're gonna work up to that. We have one more. Right. We have another story before that. So, Insidious Five. So, also during Blumfest, uh, it was announced that Patrick Wilson is returning to star and make his directorial debut in Insidious Five. Uh, the story is gonna take place ten years after Part Two, catching back up with the Lamberts as Dalton is starting college. Uh, Ty Simpkins is also returning as Dalton in this movie. So it was written by Scott Teams on a story by Lee Wynell, who obviously was kind of the co-creator of Insidious, and it's expected for 2022. So this is interesting because finally, because uh, since Insidious Part 2, they've been prequel movies, and so they're finally actually making an actual sequel um, to the original two movies. So this is kind of exciting it i'm i'm interested to see what they're going to be doing with this to kind of pick back up with the lamberts and see what else is trying to fuck with them in the spirit realm so uh it, it's it could be good uh and it'll be interesting to see patrick wilson 
make his directorial debut with this because this was kind of a huge franchise for him, you know, and whatnot, especially in the in in the kind of the horror genre and whatnot. So that's going to be coming up in the next couple of years. Now onto the news that's probably going to make Ted even more angry than the uh, Night of the Living Dead news. Uh, we are getting a new take on the people under the stairs from Universal, and it's being produced by Jordan Peele. I hate humanity right now. <laughs> so he's he sucks. I don't care what anybody says. Jordan Peele sucks as a producer. Gosh. So yeah, so he's producing, but is not expected to, to direct it. And you know, obviously, we've heard about the reactions to the Candyman movie he produced and it hasn't been completely positive uh from the screens that they did crappy i was actually excited for candy man until that trailer dropped and i was like what is this crap Mm -hmm. and then it's like no tony todd and i'm just like you know forget it i'm not watching this crap i'm done i'm not i'm not i'm not into anything he's done us looked like utter tripe get out i'm definitely not interested in i'm not interested in anything he does i'm just like and all he's doing is taking these established franchises now and is just putting his twist on them do something well i guess us was original and that's i don't think that made a splash at the box office he just needs to go away and leave the horror stuff alone Leave my franchises alone. Leave my movies alone. Jeez. <laughs> so I knew that was going to make ten. Keep making your own crap. Do it, but don't try to freaking gain notoriety by or trying to stay relevant is really what I'm trying to say. Right. Like take Candyman and do my own thing on it. Oh no, people under the stairs. I mean, jeez, what's next? So, so here's my take on it. So, Jordan Peele, I I did enjoy Get Out. I did enjoy Us, and I know I'm in the minority in our show on that because you guys have definitely made your opinions known about it i i personally like the movies um i'm not excited for Candyman. i i I really wish they wouldn't have remade that i would have rather had an actual sequel with tony todd um instead of and i guess it's it's i I would be fine with the retro active sequel like they did with halloween as long as it was tony todd i mean you don't have to I mean, you know, Candyman 3 seems to be, like, universally hated. Mm-hmm. Fine. I mean, fair, fair enough. I mean, you can, you know, do something called Candyman Returns and have it be Tony Todd and, you know, yeah. you know something. Not this. Because, like, the trailer looks like it's it's talking about, like, this gentrification. Uh, gentrif- I can't even talk Gentrification? Yes, thank you. Gentrification. And I'm like, really? Yeah, that, it's... That, if, if if I mean maybe we're wrong and that's not like really what it is, but it seems like that's what it is. And if that's the case, like really, that's your horror film. That that's freaking stupid. Yeah. So, Jeez. and and let me just go back a little bit here, because um, Candyman the 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 new one isn't. It's like a remake, but it's a spiritual sequel at the same time. We don't really know what the fuck it is because obviously we haven't seen it yet. But it's supposed to take place in the same universe and whatnot. But Tony Todd's not in it. I'll spare you time. I'm not going to waste my time. Y- yeah. <laughs> but anyways, the the, the I point think on Sean and Mark are in the same boat with me. So the I point can't speak for them, but I think that's what they've said. Yep. So the point I'm trying to get to with regards to all this is, I don't mind remakes in the least as long as they're done well. But honestly, when a movie is as good as like the people under the stairs is what's the point of doing a remake exactly. of it? You know, I, I, I don't mind if they're doing remakes and obviously technically 
you, you know, I was going to say Halloween, but that's really just a sequel to the first one, but it still was kind of like a remake. And that was good. I mean, it is what it is, but it was more of a sequel than anything. But then you've got, like, Night of the Living Dead. That obviously didn't need to be remade, but they did, and it was really good. But a lot of times they try to do remakes, and they don't, like, hit the mark. And obviously we, we, we get the rare ones that do, like, say, like, Texas Chainsaw, you know, when they did the remake for that back in uh, 2003. Or... You know, it's just cynical cash grabs at this point. Yeah. I can understand taking something and maybe trying to update it or put your own spin on it. But at this point, it's just, come on, do your own thing. I mean, I mean, Jordan Peele has, has money. Mm-hmm. Why does he have to remake People Under the Stairs? Yeah, well, I can. Under, I guess you know I can understand him taking Candyman and doing something, even though I disagree with with how the trailer presented it. I highly disagree with it and have no interest in it at this point. Yeah, but w- why? Why people under the stairs? What the heck? I mean, what what what's the point? There what, is the there point isn't of, a point. It there there really is. Yeah, it's just a cynical cash grab at this point. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm like you. I'm not fully against remakes. It gets old when everything gets remade, and you're just like, come on, come up with something new. You know, let's let's see something different. Not, and I don't mean different as in let's remake something and just make it different. No, just do something different. Yeah. But here, you know, and there's some remakes that are good that I liked. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, we, we talked about it on the show, like Night of the Demons, I like. That's the remake I like. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 2003, I like. I don't hate the Rob Zombie Halloweens, but I'm not giving them high praise at this point because yeah. after rewatching them this week, I'm just like, because it's been a few years since I rewatched them, I'm just like, holy crap, this is definitely doesn't, none of these feel like Halloween movies. <laughs> these two don't feel like Halloween movies. I tell you what, that, that one fan cut that we watched like two years ago, made those movies when they you know cut it oh, together yeah, that made it that, that yeah. made it feel like a halloween movie <laughs> yeah you know like like amityville horror the 2005 remake i thought was really good i, was, I saw that for the first time a few months ago i yeah. mean so i'm not fully against like remake after remake you know i mean i'm not fully against remakes but remake after remake it gets old and then you get somebody like jordan pill is just like just just do your own thing man right i mean get out made a bunch of money i don't know how much us made but you know come on apparently you can do your own thing you don't have to start taking these established horror franchises and just uh i just have no hope for it let me just leave it at that i'm just i'm done (laughs) yeah (laughs) no i understand i i understand completely (laughs) it's it's like Michael Bay. I, I mean, Michael Bay, you know, let's remake Friday Third. I mean, I know he did. He produced the Texas Chainsaw remake, which I like. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, let's remake Friday Thirteenth. I hated that remake. Let's remake Nightmare on Elm Street. I hated that remake even more because that was a piece of crap film. So I mean, it's just like it's like Michael Bay. You have your own money. You've made millions upon millions, actually billions at this point because of Transformers. You have money. You don't have to remake stuff. You can make your own stuff, you know. I mean. Yeah. And I, I just don't get it with these people, man. These these producers like Michael Bay, Jordan Peele, etc. They just, let's just take this and remake. And because of these remakes, they've, like, hurt these franchises. Because, like, it's hard for any of these franchises to move forward after they do a remake. Because usually these remakes don't get sequels. Right. And then they don't know. And then it's years later, and then it's like, well... Well, let's let's make another win. But how do we do it? We have this remake. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> it's just like, oh well, 
it, it's just let's just retcon everything and go back yeah, to it, the it's beginning. Troublesome is what it is. It really um, is. I mean, what are they going to do with Friday Thirteenth if everything gets like ironed out, man? What are they going to do? Yeah. I mean, are they going to follow the remake? Are they going to like? just just make a movie or are they just gonna like try to fit in with the original with with the original movies like like let's make something that explains everything in part nine it could be an in-between you know movie or i mean i mean what are they what are they gonna do that's the whole thing yeah i mean at this point they they might as well go with tom mclaughlin and jason never dies i mean honestly i mean you know something so i mean that that's my issue with all this it's just yeah, it's it, it just it just it remakes good or bad. I mean, it still can be troublesome. I mean, well, look at Texas Chainsaw. You know, it had a prequel, yep. and then after that, nothing. And then they make Texas Chainsaw 3D, which I enjoyed, but they they had to make it a, a direct sequel to the original and ignore everything else. Yep, that takes place in modern time. And then they made a prequel to that the, that Leatherface movie, which again I didn't mind. I didn't like it as much as Texas Chainsaw 3D, but still, now you've got you've got all these different timelines and continuities, and you're just like, <laughs> darn, yeah, <laughs> like what do you do? <laughs> but anyway, my rant's over. So. Thank God with the Child's Play franchise, they haven't done that. It's been one continuity this whole time. It's been great. <laughs> yes, the one like the one franchise <laughs> that hasn't done it really. I mean, it has a remake, but the originals are still going because that was a different company that did that remake. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, it's basically an untainted franchise at this part. I mean, Don Don Mancini's still in control. We've got the TV show coming in. Yep. And, I mean, according to him, from what I read, he's got, like, at least two more ideas for uh, movies, like two movies in his head. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad. It's been just so nice to have one franchise that hasn't gone off the beaten path to do like a remake of itself, even though it technically does have a remake, but it, I mean, the original story is still there and it's still going like you were saying. So it's, yeah. it's been nice having one franchise that hasn't been completely fucked up yeah. by people meddling with it and trying to redo it or, you know, whatever. So it's definitely been nice, but Moving on from that depressing news, because it really is kind of depressing, because whenever somebody touches Wes's properties, it seems to almost always get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Case in point, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> even when Wes touched his own franchises, it still got screwed up. I mean, the Hills Have Eyes remake, was I thought was terrible. It was the exact same movie, except the third act was just different. It's like more action-packed, you know, with, mm-hmm. with guns and stuff. I'm just like, I was bored. I was like, I've already seen this movie, and it's called The Hills Have Eyes from 1978. Right. Yeah, I hear you. (laughs) Anyways, so moving on from that depressing news, on to something that's kind of interesting and kind of gets me a little bit excited. We talked a little bit ago, I think back in April, about the Hellraiser HBO series that's being created. So Clive Barker has joined the series and in an executive producer role, kind of like how John Carpenter is the executive producer in the newer Halloween movies. Um, Obviously, David Gordon Green is directing the pilot episode and several of the initial episodes. Um, They did kind of elaborate a little bit more about this, and uh, they said it's not a remake of the property. The path 
the past mythology is still a given and is in this continuation and is an expansion to that. Pinhead will remain the centerpiece of it. Uh, and then Clive Barker uh, was quoted as saying, I'm delighted the Hellraiser mythology is seeing a new life. It's time the stories went back to their roots. I'm eager to bring to a new audience the most powerful and ancient elements of horror, the darkest evil invading our human lives, and how we must find ourselves the power to resist it. So I like that he's being included and being involved in this. Uh, I mean, I, 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 especially if we're going to get back to the Hellraiser roots and whatnot, because I mean, those first like two movies were fucking phenomenal, you know? Yeah, and, but I don't have high hope for it because Clyde Barker, oh man, have you read the Scarlet Gospels, which is supposed to be a continuation of his first novel that the Hellraiser is based off of? It's abysmal, man. No, I haven't read it. It completely ruins everything established. It basically just... Because, I mean, originally, even in the first movie, you know, they come from a different dimension. It's not actual. It's not actually hell, you know. And even in the book, it, it explains it's just, it's just something completely different. Now, like, Scarlet Gospels are just like, oh, yeah, he's a hell priest from hell. I'll, I mean, I'm like, hell was... I'm just like, what is this crap? And then he's just like... Yeah, he wants to be the new ruler of hell. Pinhead does, and Pinhead hates being called Pinhead. And so, I mean, if, I mean, maybe it'll be good. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being overly negative tonight. <laughs> That's what it seems like. I think I put you in a bad mood talking about those <laughs> two things. Yeah. Like Michael Bay sucks. George Pill sucks. Everybody sucks. <laughs> but. I don't know. I mean, if it's going to be, uh, if it can follow the mythos properly, then yeah, it can be really good. But I'm just, I don't have high hopes for it. I mean, I guess I'll have to wait. I don't yeah. know to see a trailer or more on it. But right, I'm excited for it. I'm going to be the positive one here because I'm actually that's the like out of all these things kind of going on. Besides, uh, obviously, we talked about Insidious and Halloween Kills. I'm super excited for those. Uh, this is probably the 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 other thing I'm super excited for. News wise tonight is I, I I really love Hellraiser and I'm 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 looking forward to what they're gonna do because HBO always do, does a good job with their their content and and I haven't found one thing from HBO that I don't like so um, I think it's in the right hands to be able to to do this and David Gordon Green is amazing and phenomenal as a director and writer so I I think it's in good hands personally so <laughs> anyways. So tonight we are actually going to start uh, just kind of a month-long series, kind of looking at, because obviously the holidays are coming up, and so we're going to kind of take each week to look at different types of things that are, you know, most people would use as gifts, whether it be movies, books, video games, that kind of stuff. So we're going to focus on horror-themed things. So tonight we're going to actually be talking about the best DVDs and Blu-rays. Uh, that we've personally had or and, and whatnot. And I've got some prices for the ones that I've kind of uh, collected over the years and and whatnot, just so I can give you all that kind of information. And, yeah, we're just going to talk about the, the, what we think are the best Blu-rays and DVDs for horror that are out there currently. So um, seeing as Sean isn't here tonight to actually give us his, what he had, he did message and say that he just wanted us to mention, so we'll just start out with this. He wanted to mention the Sleepaway Camp Red Cross box set that came out years ago. Obviously, they repackaged it as a survival kit, so that's the Red Cross one is kind of harder to find. 
Um, but that that's that had the, that's that's because of the copyright over the the symbol or whatever. Exactly, yeah, and what to recall it. yeah. So that that's a great set to have. I mean, had the the first three movies. Obviously, at that point, Return to Sleep Sleep Away Camp wasn't out because this was like early two thousands that this came out. Um, it had the fourth disc, which was like the unfinished uh, Sleep Away Camp: The Survivor, which. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> I heard it's terrible. I've never seen that. Yeah, I I, I watched that because I I had the original um, Red Cross set before it got stolen from me, uh, which oh, I was man. pissed. That's a whole other story. But anyways, so I had it. I I watched that disc. I mean, it's it's just like a bunch of clips that were recorded, but it almost looked like it was an amateur movie. Honestly, I I don't. I don't really know the story behind that a whole lot, but it looked more amateur than an actual like Hollywood production or like a studio production. I, I guess I would should rather say, but I mean, it's, it's got all the first three movies. It's, it, it was a great set at the time. Uh, right now you can actually get the survival kit version. So the non red cross version, uh, through Amazon, it's like $249 for that. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. So good luck getting that. And that's for used. It's it's like or I'm sorry it's 245 for used 249 for brand new. <laughs> so good luck finding that one if if you're looking for it cuz it's going to be hard to find. And honestly since I bought the uh uh the uh Shout Factory version for Blu-ray, I I don't have no desire to go back and get that. Uh Yeah, I've got the Blu-rays for those. Yeah, so it's if you've got the the Blu-ray versions, it, I don't think there's really any reason to go back and get the survival kit unless you're like a completionist and you're just trying to collect every fucking uh, horror Blu-ray out there because uh, it's better save your pennies then. Yeah, <laughs> holy crap! Because Jesus Christ, that's a that, lot of money for. Yeah, it's it's not worth it. It's really not worth it because it's not. I, back in the day when it was first released, I think it was like thirty or forty bucks or something like that, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I mean, $250 is not worth it for old technology. Seriously. You're better off just trying to buy the out-of-print Shot Factory Blu-rays if you want because you're probably going to end up spending less on those than than this set as a whole. So, yeah. So that was what Sean wanted to mention. It, it's a great set nonetheless. I mean, if you have it, that's great. Uh, I had it for a short time before it was stolen for me. And I, I I love the set, but I'm I'm very happy with the Blu-ray versions that I have now. Um, what do you got, Ted? Um, well, um, obviously the Friday set that just came out is fantastic. Yep. You know, I mean, bar some of the technical issues that are being corrected, and we will get those replacement discs. It's it's a fantastic set. I just finished reading the booklet today, actually. Okay. When I say finished, I actually just read it. <laughs> I nice. didn't start it and just stop and then start it. And I just read the whole thing today. So, you know, it's good stuff. Um, so that's a really good horror set. Um, I love Arrow's version or Arrow's release of the original Hills Have Eyes because it gives you a choice to watch the movie with the alternate ending, which is an actual ending. Because, you know, the the original ending the, that's on everything is uh, – the guy, gosh, I can't remember his name now. He's stabbing Mars at the end, and then basically the credits just roll. It just it's a it's so abrupt. But this alternate ending, they've restored it to where all the survivors, including Ruby, just like walk off into the sunset. So it feels like an ending. You okay. know, it doesn't just doesn't doesn't just like boop. 
it's over <laughs> like all of a sudden so i really like that um um those are two really good releases. i mean there's so many good releases that you know it's kind of hard to pick but uh you know the halloween set that was released by shell factory years ago was really cool yep um <clears throat> that was a miracle that even happened so you know i'm happy that that happened um oh no kidding especially with all the the different studios <laughs> that they would have had gone through to get get all of yeah. them and yeah it was like a match made in heaven it was like all the stars aligned and everything at the perfect time for that to yeah. happen um that was good uh one blu-ray release that's not horror related but i wanted to throw it in there because it's fantastic is the blu-ray release of uh street fighter 2 the animated movie that is it's one of the best Blu-rays period because it includes like every single version imaginable on the disc. I mean, you got the original Japanese version, you've got the uncut U S version, you've got the UK version, you've got the U S version with the Japanese music, or you can watch the U S version with the music that it was released on VHS here in the, in the yep. States. Um, and there's, it's, it's basically like seven, to nine different versions on the disc it's amazing and plus other special features they have on it i mean it's fantastic and they went through a lot of hard work to restore everything even includes the the censored pg-13 version just for the heck of it i mean remastered and restored also it's crazy man right i mean for that they had they restored like the entire picture and then just re-edited it to how the you know how it was back back in the vhs days the pg-13 version so yeah you could have a remastered pg-13 version of it it's crazy i mean like i said it's just it's an amazing blu-ray um yeah so that's what i got okay all right well then i guess i'll go through what i got here uh so you, you did mention the the friday box set, which obviously i have that and right now that's running about 129.99 on on amazon and all these prices that i have here are from Amazon. So obviously you can also look somewhere else, but I just wanted to keep one retailer for getting these prices. Uh, obviously we have every movie released in that, including the unrated version of Jason Goes to Hell, which was missing from the, the tin set from back in, uh, what was it, 2013? 2013, yeah. yeah. Um, the box obviously looks phenomenal. The artwork always looks great for Shout Factory. Indiv- individual cases for each movie, which obviously was missing from the previous release. Uh, 4K scans for the first five movies. The uh, extended gore footage from Part 2 as a special, as a special feature right was great. Um, you got the two bonus discs loaded with extras. I mean, overall, there was like 21 hours of content for that. Uh Plus, it was like 21 hours and like 44 minutes or something like that. Um, so that's a great, great find. Uh, and <laughs> speaking of the old tin collection, you can find that for about $90 right now used. Uh, so obviously people have been trying to offload those. <laughs> and then if you wanted to try to get the that brand new, that's still about $289 on amazon so you can get it either used for 90 if you wanted it or 290 or 289 dollars i guess 290 to round it up but so i mean it's not even really worth it because you can get the shout factory and get everything in its own case plus all these new features so it's not really worth getting the old tin collection anymore 
<laughs> so you know, I will say one thing: the Ten Collection has their their Freddy versus Jason disc is better because because the Ten Set actually they authored a new disc for that, while mm-hmm. the Shout Factory's um, set is just the old two thousand nine disc. So okay, I mean, I just I swapped those discs out. I mean, it's all the same special features and stuff, but it's got a main menu um, on it, unlike the two thousand nine disc. And uh, you know our our we have a friend um, who goes by the name Dawkin. Um, he um, was uh, uh, texting me. He's like, "Hey, is there something wrong with my Freddy versus Jason disc?" Because he says it just there's no menu or anything it plays. And I was like, "Yeah," I said that's just the old disc. It never had a menu. And I had to explain to him. I was I I was like, "Yeah, if you have the ten set, you know, then that Freddy versus Jason disc was a newer disc and." It had a main menu and um, all the same special features and stuff, but he's just like, "Oh, that sucks." <laughs> menu. He's also like talking about the remake, and he was just like, "He's like, even my remake." He thought something was wrong with his disc. I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, your discs aren't. There's nothing wrong with them, man. It's just how they're yeah. made. They just don't have any menus." Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's obviously besides that, the Shout Factory is definitely superior. I I, I didn't even know that about the Freddy versus Jason disc, so I will definitely be switching my tin set up one out for that and yeah. that one will go in my 10 set because yeah plus that one has like if if i'm not mistaken because somebody like because i don't have a bd drive on my computer a blu-ray drive on my computer so somebody put it in their computer like the audio files were the date was listed 2012 while the audio files for the the one in the shout set are dated like 2009 so oh, jesus yeah so i mean i mean and that's not shout's fault i mean warner made them use those discs i mean yeah and it's the same disc in the tin set and the shout disc for uh the remake the only thing is just the disc art's different for both so it doesn't really matter right but i mean none of none of those discs had a main menu to begin with so i mean yeah it is what it is yeah yeah so that, that that's the uh, shout version of the friday set uh going back to the halloween complete collection limited edition from shout that one has 15 discs you had the theatrical of halloween six and the producer's cut all the halloween remo- movies released up until that time obviously missing 2018 because that came out afterwards uh, just like the Friday the 13th set it has over 21 hours of content individual cases for each movie again at the, uh, it had new featurettes, new interviews, new commentaries, TV cut for Halloween too, which was great. Um, bonus. That's one of the most incompetently edited things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> really and I'm was. not blaming the editor because I'm sure they forced him to edit that way. He probably had to, you know, they gave him, this is what you have to do. Here are the notes. And he had to edit that way, but it's so bizarre. Yeah. Just the way, that, the way they edited that for TV, just scenes are misplaced and, just other things like they tried to make it look like Michael killed the old older couple at the beginning of Halloween too. Yep. The um the Elrons, right? If I'm not mistaken. Elrond, yep. Yeah, yeah, Mr. And Mrs. Elrond. I mean, like she turns around and then you see a still photo of Michael standing there. If you look in the background, it's obvious the like the basement of the hospital, but they're trying to make it like he's standing right there in front of her and she screams, "He think he's killed her." <laughs> it's so horrible. And then like you see like Jimmy, Jimmy's completely different in this version where after Loomis blows him and Michael up, the explosion makes Jimmy fall down and hit his head. He doesn't slip on Mrs. Alves' blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the floor. 
It's just so weird, man. It's just random because it shows Jimmy randomly walking down the hallway. All this other action is going on. So, like I said, this is like interrupting the main action of the movie. Jimmy's just walking down the hallway. Then Loomis lights the uh, lights the lighter, blows him up. The, the explosion happens. And then you see Jimmy fall down. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is this? It's definitely worthwhile. I mean, Shout included it on their standalone Halloween 2 releases also. So, I mean, yeah. If you can get a hold of it, it it's a it's gem. worth watching. It's, it it's really a comedy is. show. It you're I'm laughing when I watched it. I was laughing throughout the whole movie. I'm like, what is this crap? Mm. <laughs> oh, it's <was> great. <laughs> it is worth it, definitely. Uh, oh, it is. Yeah, because definitely with that limited edition, obviously one of the biggest selling points was the producer's cut of Halloween Six, and that's the main reason that made me pull the trigger on that one versus the ten disc version of it or I think it was 10 discs for the, the regular version that they released. Um, cause, cause I know Halloween had, uh, two discs and Halloween two, I think had two discs. And then you had the, uh, obviously producers cut, which was another disc. And then you had the bonus disc. And I don't remember what other movie got a, a second disc that wasn't included. That in. was Rob zombies remake for the first one. It, okay. It came with the, the bonus disc that was on the standard Blu-rays also. It was a four and a half hour documentary. Which was interesting. I watched that over the course of like a few nights when I had first gotten that movie and I was just yeah. like, oh. I mean, I really like seeing Rob Zombie work. I mean, I love or hate his movies. The man works hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's oh, the only reason why I picked up the 31 Blu-rays because it had a, like a was it two hours or something like that making of and man he he just works his butt off he when he has a vision he works for it man yeah i mean you have you have to respect that at least oh definitely he's he doesn't half-ass it that's that's for sure even even if it doesn't turn out good uh like 31 because i i i I just don't like 31 but he worked his ass off for it that's for sure and um but yeah back to the halloween set uh just to kind of finish up the the bonus disc also included like uh episodes of horrors holograms and whatnot and it had the extended version of halloween radio spots and more and in order to get that box now because that was about a hundred and about the same price as the 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 shout uh friday said it was about 170 dollars or something like that back when it was first released. actually i only if you if you bought it from Amazon back then, it was only like a hundred and twenty. You're right because that one I did buy from Amazon. It, it was about a hundred and twenty. Yeah, the, the the shout price was probably that because it had a lithograph also. But yep. I just bought it from Amazon. I was like, I'm just I'm saving money here. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <I'm, laughs> yeah, but now if you try to buy that now, it's about a seven hundred ninety eight dollars brand new. Uh, there was Amazon. one listing I saw earlier this week. It was like. 900 it's ridiculous how expensive yeah yeah if you want that set man freaking good luck yeah you be be expecting to shell almost a thousand dollars for that fucker yeah that's why it's like put on like a second mortgage of your home or something if you want that set (laughs) right it's your car yeah it's it's things like this that make me always want to make sure i buy stuff when they've when they're when it's first released and not wait because mm-hmm. shit like that because people will try to gouge you and just get as much money from you as possible afterwards but i digress so that's that's the halloween limited edition you can obviously go for the the 10 disc collection which is fine too um 
ultimately the biggest thing it doesn't have is really the curse of Michael Myers producers cut, but I mean, you can buy that separately now. So, cause that was, that was actually, that's out of print again. Is you it? can't buy that. So, yeah. So it's <laughs> going for like 45 bucks. Cause I checked on that too, just for the heck of it. Well, if anybody yep. needs the producers cut, I have an extra copy that I got from horror pack or something <clears> like that. So I'll sell it to you for 30 bucks. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Anyways, so that that's the Halloween one. Yeah, that that ten disc set that's missing. You know the bonus disc, the producer's cut, mm-hmm. the documentary for Rob's Hall- Halloween one, the TV cut for Halloween two, the second disc for Halloween one. I mean, it's missing. I mean, those five discs. I mean, yeah. But hey, it's better. I get you know. I guess it's better than nothing. I mean, if if you want the movies in one set, that's that's the way to go too. Yeah, and it's it's still, people are selling the selling those sets on eBay for like like a hundred something dollars. So I mean, it's very doable. Yeah, and it's not a bad set. I mean, it it definitely just no. doesn't have as much as the limited edition, but it still has all the movies. So yeah, uh, it is what it is. But. Kind of moving on from there, uh, kind of looking at some DVDs that I, I, I really loved. Uh, obviously, there's Dawn of the Dead, uh, the ultimate edition that came out in, I think, 2004. And that was, I think, Anchor Bay that released that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, had four discs, contained every cut of the movie. So you had the theatrical, which is Romero's preferred version. Uh, you had Argento's European cut and the extended cut for the uh, Cannes Film Festival. Uh, mm-hmm. Bonus disc contains some documentaries, interviews, and more. Uh, so for four discs, uh, right now you can buy that for $50 used on Amazon or $102 brand new. I got lucky because uh, I was looking for it after it went out of print. And uh, I think it was about five years ago, I was at my local convention, Crypticon, here in Minneapolis. And uh, one of the vendors had it, and it was $45. I'm like, yes. And it was brand new. Still in the shrink wrap and everything. So I picked that wow. sucker up right away. I'm surprised they didn't try to like really gouge you and be like, $100. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I got that about five or six years ago for a decent price. Whereas now, it's about 50 bucks for you. So... It's yeah, it is what it is. But it's a great release. I bought that when it was still in print. I think it cost me like twenty something dollars. Oh I'm wow! I wouldn't doubt it. But I'm sure the uh, the new Second Sight Films release of it is going to replace it because it's going to be the 4K one. I've got that on pre order. I'm I'm super excited for getting that because you get all the movies again, and they've got the soundtracks and everything and like a book and like a novelization. I mean, that whole set's going to be a fucking amazing. And, uh, if you haven't jumped on that, I highly suggest jumping on that, especially if you want a Blu-ray version of Dawn of the dead. And obviously you're going to have to go 4k. Otherwise you're going to have to get a fucking region free player <laughs> to be able to yeah. play the other version of it. So, highly recommend that because I'm, I'm super excited for that because that's coming this month and uh um i can't wait for that and the i spit on your grave box set so it's gonna be good uh so that's 50 dollars used 102 dollars new on amazon uh and then the other uh, uh dvd standalone movie uh that i have is army of darkness boomstick edition because there's been so many releases of army of darkness it's not even funny I swear, so many releases of all three Evil Dead movies. Yeah, talking about. <laughs> there really has, but Army of Darkness. 
the Boomstick Edition was like by far my favorite of any of any of the releases for any of the three movies. It, it was a two disc edition. Uh, you got the theatrical U.S. cut of it, and you also got the extended cut with 15 minutes of extra footage. It had a ton of deleted scenes, audio commentaries. It had an eight-page uh, collector's booklet along with it. Um, now, to get that movie, you can spend $2.50 on Amazon for the used copy of it or forty nine ninety nine for a brand-new version of it. And luckily, that's one movie from back in the day because I bought that like when it first came out in the early 2000s. That's one I actually still have <laughs> that wasn't stolen for me. So I've still got that fucker, and I, I won't buy any other version of it unless they got some really like special special edition of it. You don't you don't have the Shout Factory Blu-ray, man? I didn't. No, I didn't get that. Oh man, you're missing out, man. That's got every single version like available. It's a three disc set. It's fantastic. Is it okay? They even have the TV version just just for posterity's sake, man. Really? Yeah. I'm, okay. That might make saying, me buy it. That's that's a great freaking set. I mean, it's got the theatrical, it's got the the director's cut, I guess it's called, or whatever, international version, the TV version, plus all these special features. It's like years ago I like timed it. And I think like the whole set overall, including commentaries and well, maybe I didn't include the commentaries. It's like twelve hours worth of like everything including off you know it's just amazing oh wow okay i might have to look into that because uh yeah yeah. let's see shout factory collector's edition i'll look for that later i don't want to do it while we're doing the show here um (laughs) so that's uh the other standalone dvd the other thing dvd wise that i had on my list um was actually um let me just double check to make sure I didn't have any other DVD ones. Nope, uh, that's the last standalone DVD. So uh, the other DVD thing that I had on here was the Nightmare on Elm Street collection, the new, the specifically the New Line Platinum Series Edition. Um, all of those had individual cases for every single Nightmare movie at the time. Um, this mm-hmm. is obviously was was released before Freddy vs Jason because I think it was released in '99. So it had everything yeah, it was up like a twenty-year-old set. Yeah. it's fantastic. Still, it is. It really is because each individual movie had its own individual case. Even though the cases were like cardboard, uh, at the, least the snapper cases. Yeah. yeah, that Warner Brothers were notorious for in the early days. Of, yep. Of <laughs> but still, they all had their own cases. They weren't put into little fucking sleeves or whatnot like they like yeah. to do nowadays. So that was great and. Uh, and with those cases, they made the image of Freddy on it, which was really cool at the time. And then uh, on top of that, you had the bonus disc, which was the Nightmare Encyclopedia, which was really cool. It had the Labyrinth, which was a lot of fun to access a bunch of the features. I mean, it was a very interactive disc, which was really, really cool. And actually right now, um, you can actually still buy that for 25 bucks used on Amazon or $69 brand new. And honestly, I think I prefer this more than the uh, the Blu-ray set that we got because the Blu-ray set is basically almost a lot of the same stuff. I mean, they didn't really come up. It, with it a is lot. the same stuff. the 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 Blu-ray set, um, it, it just takes all the special features that were from the Labyrinth and they um, just put it with their respective movies on the discs, right? 
Which and, is fine by me, but I mean, like you said, the labyrinth was fun. It was like a game. You could go through it and everything. Yeah. But, and um, my biggest gripe with the the Blu-ray set is just how they put multiple or like two movies on discs and whatnot. And so you had less. That never bothered me. I don't I, know. I think, I, the just, movies, I think the movies still look good. I mean, I would prefer every movie would have its own case, you know, yeah. and the artwork. I mean, obviously, because the artwork is beautiful. But, um, you know, it is what it is until, as everybody's saying, wait until next year. Shout's going to release a box. <laughs> I hope so, that. man. I, I really we'll have to wait and see. It's the one franchise that really needs like a good, like solid, like Blu-ray release, um, you know, collection. Yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously we've gotten Halloween. We've gotten Friday the 13th now. I mean, Nightmare is the last like actual big franchise quote unquote to that needs an actual good collection release and because i mean the one that they released i mean you could get it for like 29.99 when it was first released and it's it's i'm not i'm not saying it's a bad release i mean for blu-ray set it's cheap it's easy easily accessible and my biggest gripe is just putting multiple movies on one disc it was kind of, for me it just felt like more of a cop-out just to try to save money you know and oh, that's exactly what it is but but i mean it, it's it is what it is <laughs> yeah it's it's not it's not a bad release in any stretch of the means because right now it's going for about 33 34 dollars right now for the blu-ray set so you you could actually get that and spend less money but i just think collection wise and collector wise the nightmare on elm street collection for the DVD set from 99 is the better way to go personally. Um, but that's just personal preference. Uh, just a couple other ones that I had here. Um, Night of the Living Dead, the Criterion version. Probably the best release of that. I mean, obviously, because it's Criterion. The restoration of that movie, the 4K restoration, was absolutely gorgeous. I mean, obviously, it was supervised by Romero. Also, uh, John Russo, uh, the sound engineer, uh, Gary uh, Streiner, and uh, producer Russell Streiner kind of oversaw that whole thing. I mean, you had a new restoration of the, the mono soundtrack. It included the Night of uh, Anubis, which was a never-before-presented pre- work print of the uh, edit of the film, which was really interesting. I mean, you had never-before-seen 6-millimeter daily reels, news reels from 1967. You had trailers, radio spots, and TV spots, commentaries, interviews, and so much more. And on, they packed so much stuff into that release, and it was only twenty seven ninety nine. And it's the most beautiful release of that movie. I mean, it looks so gorgeous. I, mean, it, when, I know I, we talked about this previously when I first bought this. I, I had mentioned how it just looks like a completely different movie when you're watching that version of it. It's just so beautiful. But, yeah, it's a good release. Yeah, I mean, Criterion always does a good job because the other one on my list uh, for from Criterion was uh, Scanners. So loaded with features just like Night of the Living Dead, a beautiful transfer of the movie like Night of the Living Dead, and same price, twenty seven ninety nine. So it's it's hard to beat. And Scanners is a fucking great movie, anyways. So I highly suggest both of those because they're not super expensive, and obviously they're in print. They're not out of print like some of these are. So jump on it, especially if you like those movies, because they're I think those are the best possible releases you could get for those. Um. And then, uh, 
kind of going back to the Dead series, uh, Day of the Dead, uh, the Shout Factory version of it, uh, loaded with extras. I mean, you you could go through all the extras, but there's just so many there. And obviously, Shout always does a good job, especially with extras and whatnot. And you can find it typically for like under 18 bucks. So uh, I, I think it's a great uh, version to have because I had the original Divimax uh, DVD release before that, and that was great too. And but yeah, they, uh, for Shout they added so much, they added more content to it, which was which was nice, and it's super cheap to find. Um, the last three that I have listed here. Is our collections again. So first we have the Universal Monsters 30 film collection. So you have uh, the Dracula collection, Frankenstein collection, Mummy collection, Wolfman collection, Invisible Man collection, Creature from the Black Lagoon collection, and the Phantom of the Opera. Uh, it features uh, behind-the-scenes documentaries, the Spanish version of Dracula, which was really cool for them to include that, featurettes on Bela Lugosi, Lon Chaney Jr., uh, Boris Karloff, and Jack Pierce. 13 expert feature commentaries, trailers, archival footage, and much more. It came with a 48-page collectible book, which was really cool. And it's still in print. It's like $112 on Amazon, but that regularly goes on sale. Like when I bought mine, I got it for like 68 bucks. So if you keep an eye out for it, you can get it for a really decent price. And the, uh, um, the transfers on them are pretty good, you know, for how old those movies are, so... That's probably one of my top collections that uh, that I have. I really love the Universal Monsters, and so that one's kind of up there. Um, another one that I have, and this one you can't get through Amazon, So, but it's the Toulon's Trunk uh, Puppet Master box set. Uh, obviously, it comes in an actual trunk. Uh, you can order this through Full Moon. Uh, it has all 12 of the official Puppet Master movies, including Blade the Iron Cross and a bonus feature disc. Um, three mini collectible figures now and an illustrated booklet. Uh, it's about 300 bucks. Uh, I personally think it's worth it if you can get it uh, on a discount at some point, like I did, because I got it for like a, I think I got it for like 120 when I got it. And it's, it's well worth it. I mean, the trunk is a really good quality. It's, it's wood and metal. I mean, the stickers are little, leave a little bit to desire, but I mean, it is what it is. I, it, I think it's still worth it. It if you can get it for like 120 to 150 bucks, but otherwise, if you like the Puppet Master movies, you can opt for the the regular cheaper Puppet Master Blu-ray set, which is about 120 bucks when it's not on sale for cheaper. So you can also get that uh, from Full Moon. But the last one I have on my list is the Phantasm Sphere Collection. Uh, I bought it when I bought it uh, last year. I got it for ninety nine dollars. Uh, it comes with the replica sphere that's actually the exact size as the ones used in the movies. It has a display base that you can put it on. It has the little prongs that come out of it, which is really cool. So it's six. It's a six disc set uh, loaded with features. Part two has a new four K scan. It includes gore cut from the movie. Um, includes a feature length documentary on the making of Phantasm Ravager, which is really cool. Right now, you can find that for about $169 on Amazon. So it hasn't gone up too much in price, seeing as it's out of print now, but it's gone up a little bit. So uh, if you like the Phantasm movies, you can always check that out as well. But that's kind of what I have for my list. I know I had a, a little bit more than what you had, but um, yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Let's see. I went all out today. <laughs> 
Yeah, it took me like three hours just gathering information and prices. Oh my and, goodness, man. What do you do with your time? <laughs> like I said earlier, I have no life <laughs> right now. I'm just kidding, man. I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, any I don't other... have a life either, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, did you have any other, thing, any other things you wanted to add regarding the, the list or, or whatnot? Nah, nah, because I didn't think too heavily of it. I mean, I just condensed mine down to a small list. So. Okay. So I'm good. I mean, you mentioned a lot of good stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, you pretty much covered it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this is just like a small portion. I mean, I could have had a whole lot more. And obviously, there's a whole lot more out there. Uh, but honestly, do some research. Find what you like. Uh, these are just some suggestions from us. You, you know, you can always let us know what you think. You can reach out to us through our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at CLS Podcast. Uh, we do appreciate you guys checking out this week's episode. And, uh, Ted, are there any final words of wisdom as we leave? Um, don't spend $900 on a Halloween box set. <laughs> oh, please no. Please do yourself a favor and don't do that. I don't know. That's just... That's that's oh, probably the best wisdom you can have for today. Don't don't spend almost a thousand dollars on Halloween box. It's just not worth it. Seriously, just catch it next time when they release a new set of it, because you know it'll happen at some point. So, but otherwise, we appreciate you guys checking out this week's episode, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS podcast. Check us out at www clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. Campers.